Hi, it's Caroline Dalhide, WTA player, and you're listening to the PTM Podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode 21 of the PTM Podcast, powered by Racket Sports U. I'm your host, Chris Michalowski, a PTMer known as Coach Mick, broadcasting right here from warm and sunny Orlando, Florida. Well, we all want to be recognized in some way. Even a simple thank you goes a long way. But in today's sensitive times, there are ways to praise someone and criticize, which may make for a smoother work environment. But first, as always, let me tell you a quick story. It's story time with Coach Mick. All right. So I was a director of tennis for about, at the time, for maybe 15 years or so, 20 years. I was at this club for 30 years. After about 15 years, there was a guy who worked the desk. He was a desk attendant. He was a great guy, did a great job. And then after that, he became the desk supervisor. So he was in charge of everybody at the desk. And then after that, the club manager left. So he became the manager of the club. So basically he was my boss. And uh, the relationship we had was I had to turn in my pro fees to him. I had to turn in all my reviews to him. He did my review and he didn't know a whole lot about tennis at all. Never worked in the tennis industry. And so usually about 90% of the time that was a plus for me. And 10% of the time it was a little bit difficult. Either way, I still had to respect him because he was my boss. Now there was one day where I was teaching a private lesson and we were about 25 minutes into the lesson. He just walks right down the court and he goes, in my office now and points his finger at the ground like, what am I supposed to do? I look like an idiot, I feel like an idiot, and, and it's really uncomfortable. And I looked at him and I said, hey, I'll come in your office when I'm off the court after my lesson is over. Because it was important that the private lesson I was teaching at the time that she knew that she was the most important, she was a member, she was paying for an hour lesson. And of course she said, oh no, no, that's okay, I'll just get a drink, you go into the office. And I said, no, we're gonna finish the lesson, and we did. So I ended up going into his office, and it was something very basic, very simple, it took us about 10 minutes, and it was just something that actually at that time he overlooked. But either way, whether he overlooked it or I overlooked it, it was the wrong time for him to come out on court and make me feel uncomfortable and make me look bad in front of the member. Which leads me into today's quick tip. And now today's quick tip on the PTM podcast. All right. So today's quick tip is praise in public and criticize in private. I mean, how easy would it have been for him to look at my schedule and say, hey, I noticed you're off the court between two and two thirty. Can we discuss something in my office? And that would have been a lot more comfortable for me because really during that lesson, even though it only took about 30 seconds, I was uncomfortable. Then it took me some time to get focused back on the lesson and what we were doing. And it was just kind of awkward between me and the member for a little bit. But then after that, it was fine. So uh, that would have been the way to do it. And even with your coworkers in other ways, I've been called out in meetings before and found out later. Now, believe it or not, when you criticize somebody in private, it may be uncomfortable, but at least it shows respect for that person. And when you show respect, there's a better chance that they're going to listen to you. And that may be all you need to gain an edge if you're trying to get a point across. And when you do it in public, it only embarrasses the person you're criticizing. And even though you may think differently, it does not make you look all that good in front of everybody either. So if you have an issue with anyone, even your supervisor, try to find out a smooth way to do it privately. And if you can have accolades in public, definitely go for it. Now, where I work right now, we have something called a service of excellence program where you can write out accolades on a card and you put that card in a file and then everybody gets to see all the accolades, who it was written from and who it was written to. So everybody can see all the great things that everybody is doing. And that sure makes me feel good when somebody writes something about me. And it even makes me feel good when I take the time to write something nice about somebody else. 
Now, while on the court teaching with your students, you still want to try to follow this rule. But remember, some people are more accepting of compliments, good and bad, than others. So in a group setting, it's easy just to pull the group in and talk to them as a group if you see some common issues between even only a few players because you're doing it as a group. Or if you see somebody doing something that nobody else is doing, you can pull them aside during, let's say, ball pickup and explain to them what you'd like to see a little bit differently. And even when you discipline players, pull them aside and do it privately. I remember I had a group of cocky high school kids when I first started and they were not into conditioning in class at all. And one time one of the players said, we didn't pay to be conditioned, we paid for tennis which really just set me off. And I just said, you just pay to sit in my office and call your mom and tell her why you're in there if you can beat me to it. So he actually did call his mom and then I talked to his mom afterwards. Now, I know I said that in front of the group and I probably shouldn't have. And at the time, it was a quick reaction. I had to gauge it with that group and it seemed to be okay then, but still, I probably should have done it in private. But to follow up on that, the rest of the class conditioned without any complaints. So when it comes to praising someone, say it out loud in class. That will only motivate others to want to try to do the same. So it's okay, but you got to be careful that you don't do it just to one person the whole time because then you can cause more issues for sure because now it looks like you're favoring players and that's not a good thing either. So you got to be careful about that. The key for me, and this was a bit harder, was to know where everyone was in their development. So even though someone's not as good as somebody else, if they're improving, you can make that known and it makes them feel good and hopefully will inspire them. And we used to do a variety of exercises, for example, when it came to conditioning. Now there was one kid, believe it or not, in the summer, at the beginning of the summer, I didn't know this, he had long, lanky arms. He could only do one push-up. That's it. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, there's no way you can only do one push-up, but he could only do one. But after 10 weeks, I mean, he practiced at home real hard all the time. And I think he might have been a little bit embarrassed, but I didn't know. And I didn't make a big scene about it. But he improved by a thousand percent. So you know what that meant? It meant he could do 10 push-ups by the end of the summer. So there was a lot of room for praise in public. And by the way, he won the Ironman Award for Most Improved, even though he still did fewer push-ups than anybody. So the weakest guy in there, I guess, in a way, still felt great about himself because we gave him praise about his improvement. The same thing goes when you're assisting in a lesson. Your job as an assistant is to support the head pro. So whatever the head pro's objectives are, the drills, you're supposed to follow along. If he says he wants to focus on finishes for that day, you focus on the finish even though you see other issues. And sometimes this is tough because you see a lot of other things, but you've got to stay on script with the head pro. Just don't say it in front of him like, you know what, I think this would be a better way. It'd be better if we did it this way and this is why. Because again, you're only making it uncomfortable for the head pro when you do that and you're making yourself look bad in front of the class. But a good time to do it is in private. Say, hey, I noticed you talked about this. Now I noticed a few other issues. Do you think I could talk about those the next time we're in class or is, is there a way I could bring it up? How do you feel? But when you do that, again, you show respect for the head pro and you're more likely to get a chance to do that if you do it that way. Now in a private lesson, it's fairly easy because it's only you and them. So you're in private anyway. But I found to get someone to be more receptive to criticism, I would praise them first and then tell them what they need to do differently and why. So you may say something like, hey, I noticed your forehand has a lot more height on it over the net, it looks good. But we still need to work on keeping that ball down because you're hitting the ball long too often. Let's say for example. Now this might seem a bit like the command coach. So how would a cooperative coach do it? Because I was telling him in that first example what he needed to do. I think he needed to put more topspin on it or whatever. So a cooperative coach might ask open-ended question to get a player to come to the conclusion like, why do you think most of your shots are going long? Now, if they have a definite answer, 
right or wrong, go back and actually test it out on court and let them use the process of elimination until they get it. And if they do not choose your correction, find a way to get them to bring it out. Say, well, you missed a couple more ways. I know you talked about hitting it softer. You talked about hitting it lower. Softer might allow your opponent to attack it more. Hitting it lower is going to maybe make you hit a few more short balls. Have you thought about any types of spin that you could put on the ball that would bring it down more? Then they might say, oh yeah, top spin. You say, okay, well, let's try to add more top spin to that see what happens. So that might be a way to bring it out of the players. And the key here is just to get to know your players, because any way you do it, you're just trying to make things more efficient out there and trying to make it more fun, uh, whether in a group lesson or a private lesson for the staff and the players. So bottom line is be sensitive to those around you that you work with and those that you coach as well. If you treat them as you want to be treated, then it should make for a great environment. Well, that wraps it up for episode 21 of the PTM podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, let someone know what a great job they're doing on and off the court. We all love hearing it. Well, are you interested in a career in tennis or know someone who is? Or maybe you want to start a PTM program in your own area. Either way, go to ptmprograms.com and RSU will get you started. And don't forget, there's a huge need for quality coaches and RSU wants to meet you right where you're at and help you reach your destination in the racket sports industry. And as always, if you know someone who may benefit from the podcast, please share it with them and thank you in advance for your support. Well, I'm Coach Mick, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me again for the next episode of the PTM Podcast.